Welcome back to the Wally Pitt Podcast. I'm Ryan Upton. And I'm Jake Sismedia. And we are back for episode number four here at Olivet. Uh, and yeah, we MLB is slowly but surely starting to come back to the game. We're hopefully seeing fans start. I don't know if you saw first topic of the day. I'll, I'll start it off. Uh, California, sure. who has been probably beside I I would say one of the more cautious, which is very good for COVID, is on track for having fans in the stand this year fans in the stands this year. And I know that a lot of other stadiums have already announced that they're gonna be at twenty twenty percent capacity around that number. So I'm excited to actually maybe this summer be able to go see a Tigers game or people in California might be able to go see the Angels or the Dodgers play this year, even the A's. So I'm pretty sure they're they, Angels, Dodgers, Padres, Giants. Yeah, Giants. true. A lot, of, lot of, a lot of teams out there. Yes, that's a lot of money to be made for those organizations, and I know that a lot of fans More out there need to go see baseball games, and I, I know you agree with that too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's been, it's been a year, or I mean, it's been a while since we've had a full MLB season, and that it that means 162 games, not 60 games. And fans are dying to get back in the stadium. And I think it's going to be a great opportunity for a lot of major league organizations um, to make money, uh, more money, uh, like revenue off those tickets and whatnot. And I think it's going to be awesome for the fans to finally get back in, in a stadium, a, a major league stadium, and have some sense of normal normalcy during this pandemic. And I mean, we're still, we're still deep into it. We still have a long ways to go uh, to get out of the pandemic. But we're we're making progress. You know, there's Pfizer, J and J, a whole bunch of vaccines are out there now, and it America, the United States are taking the steps in the right direction to get rid of this virus, and to, or not necessarily get rid of it, but handle it. And it's awesome to have a sense of normalcy and have fans back in the ballpark. And hopefully, this year, us being Tigers fans, us living in Michigan, we'll be able to um, go back and see a game at Comerica Park, have a hot dog, have a, have a drink, enjoy ourselves. I just don't know, like, for me personally, I don't know how it's going to work. Tickets are going to, I'm going to guess, are going to be hard to come by, especially if they have, like, 25% capacity or whatever. Yeah, like, I... What would, you, what would you guess? I saw a thing on Bleacher Report two days ago, maybe it was yesterday, about since the Dodgers did open up for preseason, like, their ticket sales, like, expecting to be there on opening day, which, I mean, the worst comes to worst. They give everybody a refund for their tickets. However, sure. the resale of a outfield bleacher ticket was oh, no. over $3,000. What? That is more than, like, I mean, that's close to what World Series games would be for a bleacher ticket. For yeah, an dude, opening I, day. I, I, I mean, opening day is a big deal to begin with. Oh and my you gosh. Know. That's ridiculous. For, I mean, that's for opening day, though, so I understand. I mean, opening day remember... is a big deal, and everybody knows that, but. Yeah, absolutely. It's, baseball is America's. I mean, a lot of people are going to argue this now. Baseball's always been known as um, America's national pastime. A lot would probably say it's NFL football now or whatever. Everybody's entitled to their own opinions. But baseball's always held that. Um, that title so it's a big deal it's baseball's as american as it gets you eat a hot dog you get a soda pop and you go watch a baseball game and opening day is one of the biggest honestly one of the biggest days of the year in my opinion 
So I, obviously, I bet there's going to be a lot of fans out there that are going to drop 3K on tickets. I remember I went to an opening day game when I was younger, and obviously times are different now with COVID and whatnot. But I remember going to an opening day game, and I had like a, a second, like a second deck behind home plate, not a bad seat, and it was like 150, 200 bucks. And now yeah. three grand for an outfield seat? That's yeah. that's ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah, I, it's wild. I'm curious to see how ticket resales go, especially for the Tigers, who are not a competitive team this year. No, but, they're predicted to come in, like, dead last in the American League almost, I think, so. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm ex- I'm excited to see what happens there, but. Still, I'd love to get, I'd, I'd still love to try and go see a game with my buddies this year. I, I think that'd be awesome. Be, yes, needs needs to happen. and Needs to happen, 100%. All right, moving into the next topic, I wanted to touch on this a few sure. episodes ago. However, I did not, it kind of slipped my mind entirely of the one the extra innings runner on second base rule. I don't know how okay. you feel about that. I kind of want to get your I opinion I first. Like okay. I don't like it. And I think it's just because it's, it's something that I've never, we've never done. I've never done in a game where we've gone to extra innings and we, we put a runner in scoring position to determine the outcome of the game. I think, I think it's stupid in my opinion. I think a, a relief pitcher needs to go out there needs to grind hitters need to grind don't cheat the game keep the game the same i know there's covid and everything and they're trying to link like shorten the game of baseball but they're messing with the game too much i mean the 30 second mound visit rule or whatever the or the amount of mound visits you can have the uh, 30 second second uh pitch clock in between pitches um the lefty bullpen like lefty bullpen arms the bullpen guys have to come out bullpen guys in general have to come out of the bullpen and they have to face a limited like a a minimum amount of three batters like and not only is this runner on second base rule like playing into that but like i feel like rob not only rob manfred but everybody else who's in like higher up in baseball i think they're messing with the game too much man and for me personally it's kind of aggravating me a little bit because i've i've grown up and we've grown up in an era where baseball was you know you could go like i've seen games i, I remember a couple of years ago a few years ago now the tigers played a game in at Rogers center in toronto where it went like 22 innings man and that's like yeah i mean times are different right now but there's no excuse like you can still play a 22 inning game I, i'm sure there's a lot of guys out there who love to grind and love to have more bats to boost their stats and and whatnot and guys who want to come out of the bullpen and pitch and grind and and whatnot and i i think they're changing the game a little too much in my opinion and i think they need to kind of sit back and and let let the guys do their thing i don't know how you feel but that's how i feel and i think they're changing the game a little too much for my liking no and i 100 percent agree with it i kind of i'm i don't i understood where they were coming from last year of like they were so many games behind to try to fit all these games in and like other teams going down with covid stuff so like it was kind of almost necessary for them to squeeze in this rule but for them to keep it this year is stupid and i will put my back behind that of it is a bad idea they've made way too many changes already and another topic i'm going to get to in a minute is the change of the baseballs that they want to do but i just can't comprehend the ways that I, I know it's not just Manford, but I know that whole commissioner's office is trying to please the fans that aren't there. They're trying to p- bring people into a game that have never watched baseball before. Like, you can't do that. Like, you can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't, you can't just. Can't do that at all. 
No, and like the NBA is a different story where their commissioner has done very well of bringing new fans into the game with people being able to express their like style-wise and a bunch of other stuff on and off the court sure. where that builds their personal brand. But for you, they're not changing the game. They're changing the way that people are able to express themselves during the game. So, of course, you're going to get more players getting more followers or getting more people in the stands because these players are becoming more relatable rather than having a game try to be shortened or changed entirely due to the way that they just think that that's going to attract fans in. And then you're Dude, you're losing fans that have been around for forever. Like me, right. my dad, everybody else who's watched baseball forever, it's so hard for us to watch I mean, it's not so hard, but it's harder for us to watch baseball now knowing that, oh, you you have to face three batters before you can have a pitching change. That's stupid. Right. That is. No, I get that. I get that. And I think it's also tough right now for us Tigers fans to get involved with anything baseball because we haven't had a good team since 2015. So I think it's hard, especially for us, to get into you know, baseball when your hometown team is garbage. So for us, it's a little bit different, but especially with all these rule changes, like it's not a good look for baseball. It's not a good look for the athletes who play the game. I'm sure there's a lot of them who are okay with it, but I'm sure there's more. I guarantee you there's more athletes that are aggravated about the changes. Like, for example, here, this is just another thing they changed. I know the Houston Astros had a cheating scandal a couple of years ago, and we've talked about that on past episode, past episode. But the, besides the point, Javier Baez is a guy who, who loves film. And he, he struggled last year, hit barely over 200, and didn't drive the ball of the yard. And he's a great athlete. He was on the cover of LB20, the show, a video game, for those of you who don't know. And he's a superstar in baseball. And he struggled last year because he was a guy who would go into the dugout in between innings and analyze his swing. And Rob Manfred in the commissioner's office, because of the Houston Astros, but also because of COVID, because it was hands-on, cut out video. So they're changing the game so much right now, and it's it's making a lot of players who play baseball, a lot of the athletes, it's making them very mad. Speaking of video changes this year, I don't know if you saw this. It was all over social media a few days ago, and as of late, recently, it still is, that all live broadcasts will be editing and blurring out catcher's signs during the game, during the live broadcast. Oh my gosh, really? Yes. So there will be a blur like over the catcher's either. fingers. I don't like that at all. It's stupid. Oh my gosh. I did not I had no idea that was happening. Yeah. That they're changing so much stuff. I get it, but like come on. Like that's too far. There's that they're changing so much right now about baseball. Like they're changing Oh my god. I I, I had no idea about that. That that makes me mad. I'm mad right now. Yeah, it's a little aggravating because I saw that the other day and I was talking it over with Dayton, who's my roommate, and Trevor, and we were talking about just, like, how stupid of an idea. I mean, what the, what they should be doing is, yeah, all right, you don't blur the signs out, but you still want people to watch the game. Sure. Okay, delay yeah. the game 15 seconds for the live broadcast so that... Yeah, well, yeah, there you go, perfect. I still get to watch the games. Like that is a part of the game that I like to watch. I don't care if I'm watching it like live. It doesn't need to be spot spot on, spot on. Like if it's 15 seconds, 10 seconds, five seconds, even behind. Oh, big deal. I don't care. Like, yeah, I agree with you hundred percent on that one. I think that would be beneficial. I I mean, I want to see as much of the action as possible, whether that 
it's a catcher throwing down a middle finger or a fastball or anything like that. Like, I want to see the game. I want to see it unfold. Like, they're changing too much, and I'm not, I'm not liking it. No, and I just – I can't – there's a lot of stuff that I can't wrap my head around of. out sure. of our, It's out of our control. Maybe somebody somewhere along the lines will listen to this podcast and change the whole game back to normal. Highly doubt go. it, but maybe some way, somehow. Anything's but, possible. But yeah. one thing I wanted to touch on with you uh, before we conclude the show, I wanted – so did you hear about uh, the loop? MLB in, in implementing Lou Gehrig Day. I did see that. I also wanted to bring that topic up. I was assuming that was one of the topics that you brought. To yeah, me. absolutely. But so I wanted to bring it up because so our, obviously our show is called the Wally Pip Podcast, and for everybody who doesn't know, Wally Pip played for the Yankees in the twenties and thirties. He played he played alongside Lou Gehrig for a couple years, and as a matter of fact, Wally Pip took a ball to the head. I think. Uh, and he got hurt, and Lou Gehrig was the player that replaced him. And Lou Gehrig went on to have a Hall of Fame career, one of the best home run hitters of all time, one of the best hitters of all time, one of the greatest baseball players of all time. And Wally Pipp, after that, his career ended because Lou Gehrig replaced him, and Lou Gehrig showed him up, and he was a part of Murderer's Row with Babe Ruth and all those guys, and Wally Pipp retired after that because Lou Gehrig was just simply better. And June 2nd, where they're having... And the reason why our show is called the Wally Pip Show is because Wally Pip didn't, for, in my opinion, didn't he didn't get enough, I guess, attention because he was actually a really good athlete. Just his career was cut short by an even greater athlete. And June second, which will be Lou Gehrig Day, I think, correct, um, was the day that Lou Gehrig replaced Wally Pip. It was the, yeah, it was the day that he started his official. Uh, record for the cons- his consecutive games played record, which would be yep, the day before. that he replaced Wally Pip. So that was the yep. day that he started his two thousand two thousand plus career or two thousand plus consecutive games played games. Yep, which because was the Kyle record Rickett broke that in the nineties, I think. Correct, early two thousands. And yeah, so it's and it's an unbelievable feat. But it's also a great thing to bring uh, attention to ALS. I know. We, ALS is the most important part about that, 100%. And, um, you know, you know Matt Shear. Exactly. Shout that's out what to Matt I was, Shear. That's what I was going to bring up, especially yeah, close to uh, us. He's close to us here at Olivet. Matt Shear is very popular in the Olivet community, especially in the media production community, which is our major. Big part of WOCR. Huge, big, huge big part, part of the college community. Correct. And he's, uh, he's an Olivet Hall of Famer and – I don't know if Olivet has a Hall of Fame, but if there was one, he he would be in it, and he would shine brightly in in that Hall of Fame. And Matt Shear, his dad, um, unfortunately, is battling ALS, and it's a very bad, very scary disease. Uh, ALS is also called Lou Gehrig's disease. And June second, the day, like obviously he replaced Wally Pipp and whatnot, but it's to honor ALS too and spread awareness for the disease. And Matt Shear is a very tough guy. He's, He's holding in there with his dad, and we wish them the best and his family the best. And it's awesome to see Major League Baseball bring ALS to light and and spread spread research and do the best they can to find find a way to show awareness. And it's awesome to see it because Matt Shears is close to us, and I know it, it probably means a lot to him as well. Yes. Uh, to end on a, on a little bit better of a note, just some little little news. Uh, little news uh, things that happened throughout this week. 
Uh, Jake Odorizzi signed with the Astros, which is a pretty good yep. pretty good sign for them this late. I think they got a pretty good deal out of it, and yeah, I think he's yeah. going to be a pretty good impactful player to that organization, to he's the Astros. He's an average MLB arm, and he's always going to add depth into a rotation. So I yep. think it's only, it's only a positive for them. And then uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. signed with the Brewers. Brewers. So yeah, I saw that. That is I also that's, that's a huge bat to go along with uh, Yelich, and a big outfield piece for him too. He's a yeah, big bat, but even bigger arm. Yeah, plus plus defender for sure. Made I some, think he throws ball 100 miles an hour out of the outfield. Yeah, so I think absolute cannon. The Brewers, so. Brewers made a good sign there, and mm-hmm. was he a free agent? Yes, JBJ. Yes, he was. Yeah, so it's fine. He deserved to land a, a contract somewhere. And I mean the Brewers should be a pretty big competitor this year in the NL Central, so they usually are. I'm excited to see them. So. Yeah, absolutely. So there's there hasn't really been a lot of baseball news, but that's the news we kind of have. So we'll end it on that note. Yeah. Uh, make sure you guys tune in next week uh, to Wall Pit Podcast presented by WOCR 89.1 The One, and that's all we got for this week. I'm Ryan, and I'm Jake. Have a great day.